Hello and welcome to another episode of Pixelated Perspectives. It's Tanya here and it is such a great pleasure of mine to introduce you to my guest today, Evan McDermott. Oftentimes in life, circumstances require being viewed from alternate perspectives in order to gain new insights and awareness around them. Like stepping back from a painting of little shaded squares until it reveals the clear intended picture. Welcome to Pixelated Perspectives, the podcast intended to offer new perspectives into your health and overall well-being, explained through the lens of German New Medicine. I'm your host, Tanya Berkwin. I'm an artist, family woman, and nature and life enthusiast. So let's get into it. Thanks for having me, Tanya. Yeah, Evan, it's awesome to have you here. Evan is an author, a teacher, a speaker or a spiritual coach, the host of Fifth Dimension Podcast. And in all areas of his work, Evan looks to realign people to their higher purpose that already exists inside of them. After experiencing a quantum spiritual awakening in 2017, he discovered the nature of interconnectivity that exists between all life, along with the responsibility that comes with this truth. Evan is part of a generation of lightworkers that see beyond the illusion of our current way of living and is working to shift the earth into its next evolutionary paradigm. Evan, it's awesome to have you and your work that you're doing is amazing. So thank you so much. It's good to connect with you here today. No, it's absolutely my pleasure to be here. And it's funny that you said I was a speaker because I've been thinking about doing speaking and like, how can I bring that out? It's like, I haven't even brought that into my life yet, but it's a possibility. (laughs) That's so cool. (laughs) I would love to hear you share about your quantum spiritual waking, first of all, just back in 2017 and kind of what it was that brought you to doing the work you're doing now, like your podcast, your coaching, your writing. Give us a little bit of a backstory. Yeah, absolutely. So 2017 was my last year of college I was studying to be a teacher so I mean I was almost like ready to go in start teaching working with kids and it was the summer before that and I needed this college course uh, to, to take during the summer just as an extra credit and it was this I decided to sign up for a psychology class that was taking place in Costa Rica so it was a whole new setting a whole new environment and I went down there half expecting to kind of just like go and party and like have a good time because that was kind of the mindset I was living in I was very uh living almost just unconsciously kind of living by desire kind of living a life that was a little unfulfilling in a lot of ways I wasn't really expressing any sort of creativity didn't have that sort of uh, I I didn't feel like I was creative in any way there wasn't any sort of exploration of who I was no sort of thoughts in that matter at all Uh, But I went down to Costa Rica and took this class on psychology and particularly counseling. And I I quickly learned the thing about counseling is if you want to counsel others, you need to understand yourself and you need to counsel yourself. And I was like, and they started asking me deeper level questions of like, who like are you? What trauma are you holding? Like, what is beneath the surface of Evan McDermott? Like, who are you beyond that name? And I was just like, oh my gosh, like what kind of these and and being in such a Costa Rica is an environment that is so I felt such a a connection to the land and to the earth. And 
there there was something deeply magical about being in that setting and being able to explore who I was for it was a multiple week course so I was down there for quite a bit of time and when I came back to America and the the world the life I was living it I realized there was just complete it was I previously had just been unconscious chaos and all of this bypassing and just my entire perspective and what it was that I wanted to, you know, I was still interested in the same areas, but how I was going to bring those about completely shifted. You know, I wanted to explore what is really my own true nature. Like, who am I on a deeper level? Because I'm not who I thought I was. Clearly, I'm not who I thought I was. I just had that whole foundation uprooted and shown that there's so much uh, stories that I tell myself. There's so many practices that I would engage in unconsciously that would leave me unfulfilled or, you know, self-sabotaging in different ways. And it was all just because of my conditioning. It was all because of how I was brought up. I wasn't shown uh, by society how to engage in a conscious lifestyle, I suppose you could say. So I just, in these past What's it been? Four years, four and a half years at this point. It's been just a journey of continuing to explore that and really almost making the journey itself my life mission and allowing things like my coaching and writing and the podcast, all of those just sort of naturally emerged as I was on this journey and wanting to express myself in a new way. And that's really, I'd say, the essence of how it came about. Really, my mission, it has to be in inward focus and committing to my own self practices and committing to living fully aligned and as conscious as I can be. So then I can help others achieve that as well and find that within themselves because it exists with all, all of us. Like we're meant to be fulfilled. We're meant to be living from a space of love and full, uh, unconditionally, not just conditioned love, but unconditional love. So how can people bring that out? That's really what I would like to see at a collective level, obviously, but just in the work that I'm doing, I'm hoping that's what people take from it. That's a, that's a nice evolution, just that path that you took. And it's amazing to hear that it took you being removed from your everyday life and your everyday environment to see that there was so much more. It was like you mentioned the conditioning. That is such a huge aspect. I feel like it catches everybody like it, it just yeah. and if you're not aware of it it's incredible because that's something that I've come more into an awareness of over the last you know the recent obviously the recent 18 months but before that um, not so much there was an awareness there but it was blatantly obvious that you know after March of last year that and I think that's a story for a lot of people I think that's the case for a lot of people but Right. Yeah, the conditioning. Do you Absolutely. um yeah. So did you start with your coaching? Like did was that something that first kind of emerged from you seeing this and noticing in yourself? Is the coaching kind yeah. of what first came? It's it's interesting. I would actually the coaching was a little bit later on in a sense, but I was still going for my teaching degree, right? So I I did my final year of school and the okay. last year and it's interesting because the last year of schooling after having this was sort of the 
almost the struggle with knowing there there's something more but trying to integrate back into this life so that first year it was really tumultuous really chaotic it wasn't all like once i woke up to this i just the the awareness it was really difficult to actually try and like harness it within myself and i would actually say it was uh, it was not until you mentioned the past 18 months these past 18 months had been almost there's there's been like an inner fire that truly awoke it personally within me to realize how much conditioning was still there as well um. but i you know once i got past that first year and i finished college i did go into teaching and i worked in special ed actually first and it was in a it was in, it's interesting because it was so perfect for my own journey in terms of the group that i worked with it was special uh, or social and uh, social emotional. Uh, it was, uh, what's the right word? Social emotional. I don't want to say disabilities because I don't like using that word anymore. I used to use that word, but social emotional challenges. And yeah. so there was a lot of severe depression and anxiety and schizophrenia. And it was very interesting for me to engage in that. Uh, those with those kids that was my focus my job and because we were talking about holistic changes and we were talking about engaging in mindfulness and yoga and I was like so I was also learning these concepts with the kids while I was helping them with their struggles and I saw that they had struggles that existed within me too and I was like wow this is you know and it was kind of playing into that interconnectivity factor it's like you know you're you're a human being you're a pure soul like and, and so am I and we're gonna work together and you know, be in this space. And I ended up going, moving out to California as a young and after that year and young and wild and just trying to explore. And then the pandemic happened and all of that madness of the previous 18 months. So I moved back to the East coast. Now I'm in South Dakota. So I'm still kind of traveling and being a free spirit in that regard, but um, just in terms of the coaching, the podcast, that all sort of emerged after that first year of teaching. And I was able to sort of build a more solid foundation within myself. And then uh, I would say get a handle on who it was that I am and then being able to start expressing it. Because that first year, that first year and a half after that 2017, after that awakening, it was sort of the struggle of, all right, I have an awareness where do I take it from here? And so mm -hmm. podcast, writing, coaching, all of that has sort of emerged naturally. And, you know, it's going to only continue to evolve as time goes on. I mean, as I grow, because, you know, my conditioning, there's still blind spots, levels of conditioning that I probably don't see. And it's, I could get, I could uh, go into meditation later today or do some sort of ceremony or ritual and I'll get smacked in the face with the level of profoundness that can come up because sometimes it's like, wow, how was I missing that? How did I not see that? And so, you know, it's a never ending journey, but at this point I embrace it. I just love the awareness to continue going deeper and deeper. And I feel like that's what we're all being called to do right now is to, explore the depths of that and just embrace it wonderful that's good i i love that you brought that in about what we're being called to do because that was something i wanted to inquire about with you is what is our role and, and kind of what's our solution just individually what is that step that we can do so you mentioned awareness and do you have specific 
things like what would you tell somebody who who's like oh man I just I want to get this awareness I I know that there's something else but what would you suggest I would say the first thing is that I would say is when we when we say like I want to get this right it almost implies that we don't have it Mm. and I would say that it's already there and it's something we've just been conditioned to forget it's really almost like tapping into a greater awareness. And it's interesting because whenever we like speak of something as profound as like deeper awareness and higher consciousness and this sort of journey, speaking of it almost makes you lose its essence in a way. It's kind of like the concept of enlightenment. As soon as you speak it, it's gone. Like, it's, <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's no words that I say may be able to fully encapsulate like the feeling of it but I'm I mean I'm going to do my best to to portray how that feeling is within me and hopefully that can resonate but um I I would say first off it's already there there isn't like you don't need to quote unquote do anything to be a more aware of an individual I mean what is awareness in general it's it's sitting observing what is your immediate surroundings I mean something I like to ask people that in the last few months, even when speaking of, you know, there's a lot of fear going on. If we're sitting in the present moment, what is there any direct threat? Like, is are you safe? How are you feeling? What is sort of the mind saying? What is your body saying? And just sort of listening and being uh, present is awareness. And when you start practicing that more and more consistently, finding moments to be present, you start just naturally embodying that more and you're more able to sort of look past certain thoughts or stories that we hold about ourselves, you know, certain behaviors we become more conscious of. And when we can gain that sort of just conscious awareness of, Oh, this, what I was doing here, that's a, that's a form of self-sabotage and it really doesn't make me feel good. I'm going to stop doing that. Now, when we can gain that conscious awareness, we can make choice to, change our habits, change our patterns, change our way of living, and then ultimately create something that is more in alignment, something that is more uh, calling to our soul. What is it? What is it that we are meant to? Who is it that we are meant to be is what I would say. Like, what is the highest ideal of, you know, your being yourself, the reason that you're here? You know, you'll find or that answer will find you when you're in the space of present awareness. Like you don't need to do anything to actually achieve that. You just need to be and like be yourself and be present. There isn't because from the space of being, all of the doing like gets done. Like you you just do it because it you're from space of being, you know, you need to do it. But if you're trying to make a to-do list of I want to gain higher awareness. I want to explore the, and just come up with all of these different like lists of things and almost make it like a, a bucket list of higher consciousness. Like then, then you're sort of placing your own stories and expectations onto it. When in reality, if you do have progress, but let's say it doesn't meet your checklist, then you're going to leave yourself with a feeling of almost disappointment with a feeling of I'm not satisfied because I don't think, I don't think I'm making enough progress when in reality, all progress is progress and all steps are steps. And, you know, there is no, like every, everything that happens in our lives can be used to grow, 
can be used for wisdom and learn from it if we embody that perspective. So I just think it's important to be present and really drop almost our expectations around how we think we should do it and then just be it and like embody it to the fullest version of ourselves. And, you know, how I do it will look different than how you do it, but there's some general standard, I guess you could say principles in terms Mm -hmm. of just being present, just being yourself. So. Excellent. I I love, yeah, I love that. That's, that's a great, great perspective to have for sure. Letting go of those expectations. And I find that the, you know, the mainstream narrative and just our current way of living right now is they just are throwing so much at us to keep us distracted from just being. So that, that kind of plays into that is, Mm. you know, it's, it's tough. Some people just can't seem like when they do have a spare moment, they, they need to be distracted in that. And so I guess that just comes with when you're ready and you feel like you want to start asking yourself these deeper questions, who am I? Then I guess that's just your, your natural evolution, your personal evolution. So. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. I would say a lot of people live occupied without knowing they're occupied. I mean, I, Oh yeah. I, I traveled back to my the city I was born in Boston, Massachusetts, about a week and a half ago and being in South Dakota now, I noticed the difference just in terms of like rural, almost kind of like the boonies, like you're living in a little bit, uh, rural life and the people there versus big city and people, they got their heads down on their phones walking while in small town, everybody says hello on the streets and they're very present and it's just a very different life. But I think in like a city, which is almost kind of like a large zoo for humans in a way, if you're going to put it that way, but, um, it's people just live very occupied because that's the conditioning. They, they don't, they don't recognize that those spare moments that you mentioned, they're always there. Like they're always there. We create them the more we tap into them. So, Mm. I mean, we can, you can create them when you're in a a podcast conversation, like just being, just being present and, and remembering like I'm a being I'm here and I'm having a beautiful conversation. Like, let me let me just notice my breath while I'm speaking or while I'm listening. And it's beautiful because you can just conscious constantly reconnect with conscious awareness. Like there's no limit to it. So and it's it's always there. It's just we need to get out of the mind is the only thing that's occupying us. And we choose to live almost enslaved by it in a lot of ways. And I think to be purely free is to live consciously live with awareness that's what it that's what it means to be free Mm, yeah absolutely what do you think about um this piece of interconnectivity how does this role how does this kind of roll into this whole sense of you know just letting go of our conditions and and just being in the in the moment where does interconnectivity like how does this play in that I don't yeah. know if I really, if that no, my answer or question. That's a great, answer. that's a great question. Actually, I've never been asked that question, but I really like that question. Uh, I would say the conditioning that we have, it's designed to consistently remind us that we are separate, that we are divided. I mean, we see large scale, I mean, perpetuating narratives of divide and conquer and different types of fear and different labeling and different groups and all of this. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the life 
the material 3D life that we are given is very much designed to create large egos. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with ego. We need ego to have the sense of individual expression in a way, but the society is designed around inflated egos, materialism, lust, desire. And it really creates this, this fiction within ourselves, this story that we continually tell ourselves, a conditioning of the mind that we are separate entities. Human nature is that of uh, competitiveness and we are meant to compete against our fellow man. And there is no, like, I am different than you per se. Right. But when we start to sit in presence and we start to wake up and start to realize that a lot of these stories are nothing more than stories. They're sort of the, the collective myth that our society has chosen to live by. I mean, we start realizing that when we look at deeper wisdom, the wisdom, or we look at, let's say, I mean, I myself am a very spiritual being. I'm, I don't follow one particular religion, but if we look at, let's say a, a religious text, whether and you, you could pick any text. I, I myself love the Tao Te Ching. It speaks of a way. It speaks of something that permeates all of existence, right? Like when we start asking the deeper question of who am I beyond the name, beyond the identity, beyond the story I tell myself, is my answer not going to be the same as you? I mean, it might mm-hmm. be a little bit different, but I'm a soul. I'm a being. I'm a part of, I'm here on this earth. So are all of my brothers and sisters all my other fellow humans we're all here on this journey we're on the same journey and how is it that we can you know for example we're however a a lot of miles away i can send an energy of love through a, a computer screen and it can be received you can feel energy there's in there's there's a an un there's an unseen force that is constantly communicating between humans that we are not able to perceive because our our eyes our ears and uh, the the five sensory perception sight hearing taste i'm not gonna name them all we know all all the five senses but they're so they're so limited in terms of what actually exists within reality i think it's estimated that humans can only perceive it's some, it's close to nine or one percent or two or three percent of all that is actually around us in terms of just, just that's our limited perception like there's nothing we can do about that but there is a force there is an energy kind of like how if you go into a jungle and all of the trees are interconnected by the root system if you just mm-hmm. look at you're up on the our perspective oh we see this tree we see that tree they're all individual trees but underneath they're all interconnected in the roots all of the roots are intertwined feeding off one another they send uh nutrients to other trees that are sick in that regard so i think human nature is the same in its essence that we are interconnected by who we are on a deeper level when we go down deep within our roots and having that understanding makes you realize that you know our lives are not about just us i mean certainly we want to live in our fullest expression we want to live fulfilled we want we want to live a good life like that's 
there's nothing wrong with wanting to enjoy who you are and, you know, taking ownership of that. But we realize who we are meant to be is connected to a much deeper purpose, a much deeper truth about all of humanity. And I feel what people are awakening to right now is this deeper truth. And this, the way we have been living historically in society, this division, this separateness, this idea of the separate self, that is what is kind of, I would say, as we move further into light and recognizing our truth, that darkness of separateness is wanting, it's a duality in that it's also increasing and attempting, like it has a life of its own. It's attempting to reimpose itself. But I, the future, I'd say the evolution of humanity is moving into systems where we are realigned and reconnected. Mm-hmm. And that interconnectivity is sort of the basis of how we organize ourselves and live our lives. And we can create based off of that. And, you know, within that sense, everybody is prosperous, flourishing. It's a golden age of sense. We have the resources already to do it. It just takes the perspective shift in the mindset on how we're actually going to bring it about, and move away from these old systems that promote separateness. So that's how well, I'd answer that. Thank you, Evan. That is, I love how you answered that. It's such a broad picture of what's happening. And I love the metaphor you use with the trees. You know, they look individualized, but in reality, that's that thing, that's that role of interconnectivity. And so nature really does like I like using nature as metaphors because yeah. it truly it's it is what is showing us the way to be. And exactly. uh, it just shows every part of it is so inter entwined and connected. And and then now, like you're saying, we're all coming into this awareness now or more of us about this truth. And it's so empowering. You know, yeah. I kind of felt hopeless at the beginning like a beginning of last year, I was like, oh, I was so disappointed in humanity. I felt like, I don't know, I'm I'm sure I was not the only one feeling this way, but I was yeah. just like so disappointed. How could we, you know, allow ourselves to get so disconnected from our truth? But now as I'm understanding and having, you know, my compassion levels growing, let's just say this, and I'm starting to realize that it's just because of that conditioned story. It's, it's what's been put on us through generations and, and it's not our fault. It's just now we're slowly starting to come back into this awareness and that is so hopeful and it's exciting for me. I just, yeah, I feel I like, agree. yeah, yeah. I feel it's a, it's an exciting time. And of course there's uncertainty and that's scary, but, but it's, right. it's this change that we have to go through. It's like, you know, the acorn becoming the big oak it's got to break down that acorn has to break down in order to to fulfill its greater purpose and yeah it's it's cool i love using nature as those metaphors i would say we are nature so it is the perfect metaphor Mm. in a way you know that this disconnection that we're talking about i think at the root of it it's the disconnection from nature it's the disconnection Mm. from you know if we look at let's say a tiger in the wild versus a tiger in the zoo. Like, what is the difference? I mean, the tiger in the zoo is it's fed, it's comfortable, it's safe, right? But when we have that tiger in the wild, that is 
true nature. I mean, it's living. It is being, I mean, it's being a tiger. What Everything that encapsulates being a tiger. And I feel like what's happened with humanity is we've put ourselves, we've, we've created a zoo for ourselves and we've forgotten what it means to be human. What is it that fully encapsulates the human? We don't even know how to answer that because we have removed ourselves from the natural process and created sort of an artificial way of living. And, you know, that's not to completely knock cities or knock comfort because I think it's important to have shelter. It's obviously, it's important to have shelter and we can use these technologies to our great benefit, a lot of them that we have created, but we, we've become so disconnected from nature. And we need to, I think a big part of the remembering process is that we are nature. And when you realize you are nature, you want to go back to it. You strive for that almost reliance upon nature. You know, I mean, human. the early humans, they didn't have grocery stores. They had to go get their food. They had to go hunt their food. They had to go pick berries. Like they had to find food. They had to find water. And we, you know, nature provides us with all of these beautiful, like it sustains our life, whether we're conscious of it or not. So the fact that we're so, it's it's a paradox that we're disconnected with it because we're still connected with it, whether we realize it or not. We always will be. But the the true remembering is that awakening to the power of nature and because we're nature the the power that's inside of us as well so i mean this is so huge and you're never going i would say in our lifetime maybe we never stop exploring how we connect with nature in that regard because i think it's infinite the potentials of the human when we are in that state when we are in that presence with nature so it's it's a never ending journey I agree. Yeah. Thank you for adding more to that because it's such a great perspective to have. Just just to pivot a little bit, I know that you do a little bit of masculinity coaching and and I've noticed in you know the mainstream narrative and, and just the conditioning again, getting back to that, how things have just really been trying to direct things away from masculinity and just kind of trying to feminize everything. Why do you think that's happening? And what are you doing to kind of help reverse that? Yeah, I would, I would say it's a very, it's a very interesting, like, trend and to hear people talking about, because um, there's, there's a lot of conceptions where I went to college, for example, it was constantly pushed on to me that masculinity is toxic, like pure masculinity. And it's like, for me, I, I started embodying that I, for a long time, I was very much, I've always been very in touch with my sort of feminine nature. I mean, they both exist within in us, masculinity and femininity. So a long time, I was very in touch with my own feminine nature. So I've had to really reclaim the masculinity that exists within me. And when we're talking about these, the, you know, masculinity, femininity, everybody sort of is going to have their own perception of what that is because Mm -hmm. the energy exists differently within them. So what I would say is that, you know, how I express my masculinity is going to be different than everybody else, but in its essence, the energy is the same. You just play with it differently. You, you, there's a different role that it's going to, uh, permeate for me versus even another man or a female who has you know masculinity within them but i would say the reason one of the 
I would say primary factors in terms of why is it that society is, I would say, shunning masculinity, preaching that uh, feminine or femininity is the way. And, you know, femininity is beautiful. It is the mother. It is creation. Like that is something we need to be deeply rooted in as well. But I mean, if we just look at masculine energy, there is almost sort of a power to it in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways. Right. And when somebody is living too far within their masculinity, when it's almost, I, when somebody is living with no connection to femininity, that's where you see men who are abusive, men who use their power to hurt others, who want narcissistic power, right? But masculinity in its essence is very pure and there's a lot of compassion, leadership, a recognition of your own inner power and wanting to contribute and create a better world. So if we look at society today, there really is a lack of leadership, especially among just general population, right? There is almost a passiveness. There's a compliance and obedience. And I I think a big part of removing masculinity from the culture has been to sort of create almost a way that is just sort of passive. We'll go with the flow, get along to go along to get along. Like you don't want to cause an uproar. And I noticed when I was not connected with my own masculinity at all, I was very uh, passive, avoided all types of conflicts. I didn't want to engage in anything that could potentially stir the pot. And now as I'm fully expressing myself, it's like, you know, I don't, I'm going to stir the pot. Like (laughs) sometimes I seek it out. Like it's, it's like, I'm going so far into my masculine. It's like, I feel like causing a little bit of an uproar today from a place of love, compassion, but I'm going to cause a little bit of an uproar because let's do it. Why not? But that's, and I think that's what society is missing. We're too afraid to engage in conflict with one another. We're too engaged or afraid to have the difficult conversations and this is just in our own personal lives we're not we're not even talking about at a macro scale here you know we're why is it that 50 percent of divorces end in a marriage because they're not afraid they're too afraid to communicate they're too afraid to express the the find the balance between the masculinity and femininity within them you know people just sort of passively you know live their lives. And I say this without judgment. This is what we've been taught. I did it for a long time. It'll passively live their lives and avoid conflict. And that's why for the past 18 months, everything has happened exactly as it did because people just go along with it. They're like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay. But if we had masculinity, truly empowered masculinity within a, a healthy masculinity within the culture, there is no way that we could be continually manipulated, gaslighted. Maybe it's gaslit. Gaslighting, oh, having, yeah. accepting that. Yeah. Uh, abused. I mean, there's a lot. I've, I've connected on Instagram. There's a few accounts I follow who talk about they've overcome their own abuse and they faced their abusers in the past, right? And that is what led them to be able to understand the events of the past 18 months because that's what's happening by these institutions, by governments, mm-hmm. by these quote unquote leaders. And, in, you know, if we were able to stand up for ourselves and reclaim our inner power and assert that strength that comes with, you know, the masculinity energy, um, 
and there's strength in the femininity, but the strength, like the powerful strength that exists in the masculine, there's no way they like we would allow ourselves to have what played out played out. And I think it's so important for people to recognize, especially men, like I, I think women right now are, they are almost boots on the ground. Like they are holding their own. Like they, I have met so connected with so many women who are fully awake in their feminine and masculine. And they are holding so much space while there's many more men who aren't necessarily holding their end. So I, I, I feel like part of my role almost having done inner work, having stepped into my masculine, it's to wake that up in the men because we can't do it without them. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think I see the mothers who are fighting for their children and, you know, in terms of a whole bunch of array of events going on right now in particular, but it, and it's so beautiful. And it's like, all right, now we need the father to step up. It's mm-hmm. No, it's no coincidence. Fatherlessness is a huge problem in our culture. It's no coincidence that, you know, we have the deadbeat dads and the and we hear all the the stories about single mothers who mm-hmm. rise their raise their children, and we have these beautiful children and these success stories. Those success stories are nice, but let's let's get to the root of the issue and let's re-energize and awaken the men so that we can find this balance and ultimately everything we've talked about in the podcast, like we need, uh, you know, in terms of interconnectivity, we need the men to awaken to this because there won't be any balance. Otherwise it'll be impossible for collectively to have that interconnected state, that presence, that large scale awareness. If men don't step into themselves fully. Mm, Absolutely. And we see that in nature, how there's that balance, that beautiful balance of masculinity and femininity that role that you're playing is one of the things that most excites me about what you do because I can I see the need for it I see the necessity and I feel like yeah men are just waiting for someone to lead them and they're being led right now by the the mainstream narrative and that's not what we want so for you to step into that role is beyond amazing and I just so appreciate it I feel like just again lately I was stepping into a more masculine role because I felt like I needed to. And every man in the store had a mask on, for example, and I would be approached like ongoingly saying like, aren't you afraid about what people are going to say? Aren't you afraid to get kicked out? And when you know you don't need it and you know it's wrong, it's, you know, it's, I don't care if I get kicked out, like at this point. And I, I'll tell you 18 months ago before all this, I wouldn't have been that role. I would have been more complacent and compliant because I just wasn't aware about, you know, the things I am now, but I just, I recognize that the masculinity was lacking a little bit. Um, It's just one of those things that I'm so grateful that you're stepping up into. And I know that there's a lot of men who are doing the same and it's. No, I appreciate that. And I would say, I will say prior to these 18 months, it would not have been like I would not have been able to deal with certain types of confrontation. It has had to be almost recognizing, wow, I am being lied to manipulated. There's people who are attempting to manipulate me on this larger scale. I'm not going to stand for that. I'm done. Mm -hmm. Like, and so in seeing other men, I mean, there's, there's a few accounts that I would follow and like strong men standing Mm -hmm. up for what's going on. And I'm like, 
you know what? They're doing it. Why can't I do it? What is it? What is it that I admire in those men of what they're doing? How can I embody that? Because when we see somebody and we want to follow them, we admire them. Admiration, if we go back interconnectivity, I see something in you that I admire. It's because I recognize it within myself. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to recognize it. So it's just about embodying that and stepping fully into the role that we're meant to be playing and just being intuitive with it and understanding it. And you going into the store without a mask, maybe the next time it inspired somebody else to go into the store without a mask, right? And you create sort of that domino effect. I think if we were to take a bird's eye view of every of the impact that we can have, it scales larger than our wildest dreams. We don't even realize the type of impact we can have by just the smallest of uh, standing, the smallest of actions of us standing in our truth and who we are in that energy. So, I love how you pointed out that we recognize something in somebody else because it is actually within us. And, and that's hopeful too. That's, that's really an enlightening thought to have and to have a perspective to have that. So that's really neat. You know, I just appreciate everything you're doing. I've been enjoying your podcast episodes. Uh, I just you. enjoy all the guests you bring on and and the conversations that you bring up, the topics, they're excellent. I kind of just wanted to end with if there was anything you wanted to to leave us with. I know we touched this, touched on this in the beginning about what the solution is and what we just as individuals can do. But if there's anything you want to just leave us with and then just share where people can get in touch with you if they want to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say, well, I have my, I'll, I'll start with where I guess they can find me. I have the podcast fifth dimension. Um, it's on all podcast platforms. I may get taken off of YouTube soon. I just got my third strike and you get four of them. So I don't know why they do. I don't know why they do a four strike rule, but I guess it works to my benefit because I have one more opportunity, but I'll probably be taken off of there soon enough because I don't plan to censor myself, but, um, you'll find the podcast. I have a book that I wrote story of interconnectivity. It's kind of like a guidebook handbook on how to realign. And it's interesting because I will probably typed it all out and wrote it out probably about 10 months ago. And if I were to rewrite it now, there'd be so much more depth and like so much. It's, it's interesting how you continually grow and evolve, evolve. So I may reanalyze that book soon, but it's still out there. It's still available. And, um, you know, I just go to my website if you're interested in like coaching or any of that, evanmcdermott.org. But in terms of the solution, it's interesting because I think about this all the time. Like every, this, this is in like an everyday exploration for me. And I would say it in its purest form, the solution is that exploration the solution is the rewriting of our stories. You know, we need to break past the idea that humanity is diseased. Mm -hmm. Humanity is divided. Humanity is beautiful. Humanity is like, I have so much love within myself for humanity. And I see what we can be. And I, I, I can't help but think that it's an inevitability that we're going to get there. I'm at, I'm at a point where I feel like I'm almost in a space beyond hope because, I mean, hope, if we're looking at the duality, the nature of it, you have hope, you have hopelessness, you know, you have love, you have hate. What is What happens when we just break the need for duality, break the need to even label it? Like, what is beyond hope? 
it's pure light it's it's something i it, it's something that doesn't even have a word like in my own vocabulary it's like a it's a, it's a deep knowing that in our purest form in our purest nature we are going to be okay because everything is as it is we're here for a reason like we're, i didn't come to this earth to die at the hands of a new world order per se i mean maybe i did i don't know but I'm here to initiate and plant the seeds for a new way of being. And I'm going to embody that in myself, regardless of what's going on in the external world. And when enough people do that, when enough individuals who are, you know, our perceptions is what creates the reality of the world. Our, the large scale events are just a macrocosm of what goes on in the individual level. So when enough individuals embody that perspective, and choose that way of being it the shift happens overnight like it's 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 really that simple it's so simple and that's why i have so much hope and faith in it because i'm already doing it within myself you're already mm -hmm. doing it within yourself there's so many beautiful people that i get the opportunity like on my own podcast or on instagram that i'm connecting with daily that are doing it within themselves and domino effect that it, it's only going to continue to grow because that's what's that's the momentum that's what we're moving towards evolution always continues humanity always continues earth always continues in a new form and the old ways of being no longer they no longer coexist with mother earth and that is what mother earth is letting us know right now that is why all the darkness is manifesting itself so it can be purged and we can choose as an individual, we can go down with the darkness. We can choose to stay in that way of being and go down with the ship or we can ascend it and we can move further and enjoy the fruits of light, love and higher consciousness and all that has to offer. So I'm, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling beyond hopeful. And I hope other people can tap into that because we, it doesn't matter what we're afraid of. If we're afraid of a virus or we're afraid of getting killed or having our freedoms taken away, like freedom can never be taken. It can only be surrendered. Like if you're afraid, you're afraid. That's exactly what these old systems want. It doesn't matter mm -hmm. what you're afraid of. Just be yourself and like recognize fear when it comes up, but don't make that the essence of your being. Just be, just be, that's the solution. What a brilliant message of empowerment, Evan. That's a great way to leave this. Thank you so much. Yeah, such a pleasure to come on the show. And I love what you're doing. I'd be happy to come back on at any time. And, you know, and if you ever, I would love to learn more about your journey. And, you know, because I, I can tell we're very on a very similar mission. So if you'd ever like to come on the fifth dimension, you have an open invitation. So love to continue the connection. Oh, I appreciate that so much. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune into this episode. If you found some value in it, please consider subscribing and leave an honest review in iTunes. I'd love to help get this information out to more people and go ahead and share it with a friend. You can reach and connect with me at tanyaverquin.ca or on the socials at tanyaverquin.